So we're talking today about adventures in faith. Now, we all have personal adventures, don't you? have situations that you face that try you and test you. And, and, and God said it there, this way, that there's three types of things that we face. Tests, trials, and tribulations. Did you know that? Now, a test is a short period of time. You know when you take a test in school, it only lasts for about an hour. It feels like forever because you're there, you're sweating, and you're oh, trying to remember. But it passes, it goes. Sometimes there's a test where you have to, you're, you're presented with a situation and you have to decide whether you're going to follow the things of the Lord or your own personal, you know, things, desires. And it, it passes, okay? Sometimes you pass them, sometimes you don't. But if you don't pass them, guess what? They come back again. Then there's the trials, like an OJ trial. Those last weeks, sometimes months. It's like, man, when is this thing going to end? Boy, this is a trial, and then the third type is a tribulation, which lasts for years sometimes. You're like, when is this thing ever going to end? My God, Lord, do you hear me? What are you taking me through? But it's an adventure in faith because the Bible says that he's with us in those tests, trials, and tribulations. And he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And the testing of our faith, what? Produces patience to believe and trust in God when you're going through it. Remember Joseph? When he was thrown down the well, then he was thrown into Potiphar's house as a slave, then he was thrown into jail as a, as, a, as a criminal. He didn't give up. He still ministered his gift of administration. He still interpreted dreams. He still was kind to everybody. He wasn't moping around like, I don't know why God put me through this. He showed me the big dream that I was going to, my father and my brothers were going to bow down to me, and here I am now in prison. What's happened with you, Lord? He didn't do that. We would have done that. Oh, yes, we would have. I know you all. And I, <laughs> I know you'd be, be complaining, calling me a pastor. Where is the Lord? Why isn't he on my side? He gave me this dream, this vision, and here I am, stuck. Don't you feel that way sometimes? But God says, be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Amen? So it, our, our, our personal trials and tribulations and adventures shouldn't interfere with God's heavenly call and adventure for our lives. Amen? What, what if Abraham said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not moving away from my country, my people. I'm not moving until you tell me exactly where I'm going. <laughs> what if Noah, Noah said, I'm not building no ark. Come on, in the middle of the desert, 300 yards long? You know how long that's going to take me? <laughs> They're going to laugh at me. It's going to take me 100 years. They're going to laugh at me and ridicule me. What, what if he would have said, what if Moses would have said, I'm not going to Pharaoh to take these three million people, these murmuring Jews out. They're going to wear me out. <laughs> murmur, murmur, murmur. Why don't you say that to it with me? Just say murmur, 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 murmur. How does that sound? <laughs> Terrible. You know, I play basketball with Jewish people and Muslim people, and so the Jewish guy... Last week, he was complaining about something. I forgot what it was. And, he, and so the Muslim guy was uh, imitating him. He says, oh, you know, I don't like it when you guys do this. because I go, it sounds like you're crying. He, and I said, well, that's his heritage, the Jewish person's heritage. They cry to the Lord. And the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all their affliction. He says, yeah, that's my heritage. That's the way I am. I cry. <laughs> so we can't be criers, right? We can't stop operating in our gift. Praise the Lord. 
So we have to know that God is with us in all of our situations. You know, I was visiting this lady in the hospital, and she came to me, or when I came to her, she says, Pastor, you wouldn't believe this, but while I was here, I, I, I led two of the nurses to the Lord. In the, in the midst of her affliction, she's reaching out and ministering to others. And so she called them over to my bedside. She said, this is my pastor. Pray, pray, will you pray for them? And I prayed for them that God touched them and everything. Because I, I'm going to minister as long as I am alive. Jesus on the cross while he was dying was witnessing to the, to the criminal, right? I was talking to Robert today, and he said he gets great joy in going to senior citizens' home. He's visiting a friend of his, and he gets a chance to talk and minister to the people that are there because they don't have anybody to talk to. So he's a light wherever you, you're a light wherever you, you're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Did you know that? You have the light of the Lord on the inside of you, and so God wants to use you even, in, even when you're having troubles. Now, I have a couple of, per I was thinking of my own personal adventures in faith. We all have them. And I was re reminded of one. One time my wife and I, on our 18th anniversary, we, we wanted to celebrate and go to Palm Desert. Palm Desert. And so we made the mistake of looking on the internet and looking at the picture of the hotel. Have you ever been fooled like, like that? The picture looks so much better than the actual place that you go to. So we just looked at it. We should have known it was the best Western. We should have known. But the picture <laughs> looked so good, we said, this is an exception. So we went there. We got our bags. We oh, go into the room, and oh, my God, this is just like a little shanty, just like a, just a little box. And, you know, small bathroom and everything. And my wife looked at me, and she goes, this is it, huh? After 18 years of marriage, this is what it's come down to. I thought we were going to be prosperous. I thought we were going to do something in life. So I can remember, I took her in my arms. We laid down. I said, baby, just close your eyes. <laughs> just go to sleep. Tomorrow, God will deliver us, okay? So we got up early. We checked out. We got in our car, and we're in an adventure in faith. Hallelujah. So we started, we're, I said, I'm going to go to the best hotel here. And in, 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 we went to Indian Wells and the Renaissance. And as we pull in, oh, what a difference. This big building, circular building, six uh, valet guys with white gloves and a hat and coats. They're waiting for us to come in, and we come in. Oh, thank you very much, okay? Do you want me to park your car? No, that's okay. We're going to just go in there and check and see how things are inside. And we walk inside, oh, a circular staircase that went down, glass and beautiful flowers, marble floor, beautiful pool. I go, we've arrived. Heaven is here. So I went to the front desk and I just, peradventure, maybe God would give us a break. So I went there and I said, you know, we're on our anniversary. We went to a hotel. It wasn't that good. We had to leave. And we're just wondering, is there any way that you could help us? And he said, hmm. He goes, you seem like a nice couple. I'll tell you what I'll do, because I didn't know, it was 9-11 time, and hardly anybody was going vacationing. So he said, I'll put you in the honeymoon suite. I go, oh, how much would that cost? He said, oh, $150. I go, I'll take it. I said, honey, come on in. We're going, we're going to <laughs> whatever, <laughs> our heavenly place. <laughs> so, so we walk in there, and there's a suite there, 
and there's a, you know, all this antique furniture where you can just sit and talk and watch TV. And then there's this king-sized bed. And then behind the bed, there is a jacuzzi that's big enough. You could put 15 people in there. We could swim, you know, all the way to the end. <laughs> and then you go downstairs, you got this big pool with a restaurant, great food. Oh, we didn't even leave the hotel. This is wonderful. We have arrived. And so God answered our prayer. We didn't give up. It was an adventure in faith. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, we've had similar situations with hotel, and Charles can very, very well remember when we went to Washington, D.C. with him and Marianne's mother, and again, we got tricked with the hotel pictures, you know. <laughs> this looks good. So we get in there, and we get all of our baggage, you know, put aside, and Marianne, just, she just gives me this look, you know, like, mm. <laughs> I know that means she cannot stomach this place, Okay. Her mom is, you know, used to this. Okay, well, let's back up and move on. So we go to another place, and we bring the luggage in, and the same thing. Oh, no, this is not going to work out. They got the, the, the walls that are, like, you know, turned, and so you don't get a full room. It's just, can't, it's just, this is not going to work out. So pack up everything and move on again. And so the third place we went to, we got wise. We didn't even have to go inside. We just drew, drew, drove in the parking lot. We said, this is not going to work. We know Marianne's not going to like this one. Let's just keep on going to the next one. So finally, we get to our resting place, and it was beautiful, and God provided for us because we believed him and had a great adventure in faith. So whatever you're going through, don't give up. Let the Lord show you and guide you to the place where he wants you to go. Now, look at, let's look at this couple right here. Uh, this next slide. Okay, these guys, they look good, right? Now, they think that they got everything under control. They got everything packed, right? They got it on top of the car. The woman is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a three-wheeler or something like that. And, and, and the woman think, okay, we got it made, okay? And the guy's very confident, believing, okay, things are going to work out. All they're going to do is, you know, do a little rock climbing, uh, maybe do a little river rafting, and maybe take a walk in the, in the nature, in the woods, okay? So let's see how their life goes. Let's see the first, uh, okay, wait a minute. This is not exactly <laughs> a safe way to go, is it? How, if it was me, I'd say, how in the world did I get in this situation? Have you ever felt that way? In your adventure in faith, you have everything planned out, and all of a sudden you're on the ledge. You're like, oh my God, what's going to happen to me? Now, what my wife says, this guy looks like he's enjoying himself. Well, I don't know. I would not be enjoying myself if I was in this situation. Would you guys feel comfortable? Are there times when you feel like you're on the edge? You're, you're leaning on the everlasting power of the Lord, his mighty hand? Okay, so well, let's just do a little river rafting. Let's see the next slide, see how that looks. Okay, well, this is, you know, not the way they designed it, you know, where you're supposed to go out of the boat and flip over, okay? Who signed us up for this, right? <laughs> this is adventures and faith, okay? Now, I'm concerned, I'm wondering what the guys in the back, the next boat are thinking, like, how do you stop this? How do you get out of this? I don't want to go down over uh, that. But, uh, so we have to keep our cool, right? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. Kelsey's going on a little trip, a little adventure. You might get to the point where you say, like, how, why did I even sign up for this? <laughs> what was I thinking, right? Know that this will, uh, that you'll get through this. Just trust in the Lord. Okay, so let's do a little nature walk. That seems safe. Nothing could happen with that. Let's see how this slide goes. Here, all of a sudden, oh, my God. <laughs> 
I laughed so hard when I was doing this slide. My son says, what are you laughing? I go, you just don't know, you know. <laughs> no matter what you try, it seems like it's so easy and it doesn't turn out right. Have you ever tried to do something that it takes all day to do something that you thought would only take 15 minutes? It's an adventure in faith. So you have to uh, keep going on and believing. Now, I said all that to say, you know, these are adventures that really turned out bad and really tragic, you know. But the adventure I'm asking you to go on doesn't have these dire consequences, okay? We're just asking you to go out and witness to people. Very soft. It's a soft sell. Just pass out a card. The worst you're going to get is like a, a face or a shrug or something. That doesn't even hurt, okay? I had a friend named Sandra Barry Young. And she used to come to me every month because uh, she would counsel with me and she would talk about her problems and situations and then she'd always say, I just have a burning to go to Africa. I just have a burning in my heart to witness to those people. And the first time I kind of shrugged it off, say, okay, whatever. And she kept coming month after month. So finally, guess what I said? Go, go. <laughs> Why are you coming here? Just go. I didn't think she was going to go. She went. <laughs> She was, and she was there in Africa for 20 years. She would come back and visit with us, you know, to raise money and everything. But for 20, she really did have the burning in her heart to do those things. And so she would talk to me about how she would witness. And so my wife and I, we went to San Francisco one time on a trip. She said, did you witness to any of the people there? I go, no, these guys are scary up there, okay? You know, these, this was the 80s where they had the orange hair and the green hair and the tattoos and the earrings, you know, when tattoos weren't that popular. They were scary-looking guys. And she said, no, you just go up there and talk to them. I go, you're kidding me. She said, she, would show, she showed me pictures where she would go and talk to them, get them saved, and then take a picture with them. I go, how do you do that? She showed me, yeah, you just walk up to him. Just go, hey, guys, I want to share something with you. That's it. They, they, the looks are worse than what they are on the inside. So these are the types of people. Let me show you some types of people that you would. Now, would you go up to these guys and witness to them? No. You would? Okay, well, I'd be afraid of them. <laughs> I'd be afraid they'd be laughing at me or throwing something at me. You, you, Rudy would go up there. All right, Rudy. All right. How about this group? Let's look at the next group right here. How about these guys? Uh, a, little, you know, a little tougher. This guy under, under the umbrella. I don't know if I could get to him. You know, they've got the, the girl here with the, the blue hair. You know, I, I don't know. But she would get probably half of these guys saved Amen. and take a picture with them because she learned how to do it. It was a burning in her heart. So we have to learn how to do these things so that the Lord will help us and be with us, okay? So let's look at a couple of people that God called out uh, in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. We'll see how God called Abraham. He says, I will make you a great nation. He's talking to a person, Abraham. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Do you know that God, that's the same promise that he made to us? That Abraham's blessing is ours? That we're blessed with faithful Abraham? He wants, to bless, he wants us to go out and what? I will bless those that bless you, curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, how are they going to be blessed? You've got to go out 
and talk to them and meet them and make a difference in their life. And when you do, they'll be blessed. You don't realize the spirit of the Lord that you have on the inside of you, that you let your light shine and people will gravitate to it and be excited about it, just like with Robert when he goes to the senior citizen's home. You don't know what impact you have on people. Your smile, your life, and your love will make a difference in their life. Amen? Let's look at Abraham. So uh, the picture of Abraham. Here he is. Oh, God, you called me? You, you, you chose me? The Bible says, in him all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Your neighborhood, your block will be blessed. I told you about my evil neighbor, right? <laughs> she, 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 those of you that hadn't heard, hadn't heard, you know, I got off on the bad foot with her because I told her her dog is barking in the middle of the night, and I'd go over there in my pajamas and say, you know what, can you, you know, have your dog, like, be silenced or something? I don't know why she took offense to that. But anyway, she pulled by my, my house one day, put, rolled down the window of her car. She said, you're the worst neighbor I've ever had. <laughs> you act like everything's all right, but you know what? You're the worst neighbor I've ever had. I'm going like, okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and then I was kind to her. I would give her stuff. I asked her about her daughter, and when she got robbed, I went over and helped her. And so now, guess what? I'm the best neighbor she ever had. She brings food over. I bring food over. I have my, the Easter bunny go over to her house and bless her kids with the Easter basket. Why? I'm not going to let her influence me. I'm going to let the light of the Lord influence her. Praise God. Am I going to turn mean because she's mean? But now I'm the best neighbor in the whole world. Praise God. Your blessing going somewhere to happen. Okay, let's look at another guy. Moses, Moses, Moses. Okay, here he says, I am the Lord that brings you out. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. God comes to Moses. Let's look at this, the uh, picture in a burning bush. Awesome sight, right? Moses gets on his knees, and the Lord tells him, take your shoes off because this is holy ground, right? Why is it holy? Because the Lord is there. When the Lord leaves, it's not holy anymore. And so God says, I want to use you to take my people out of Egypt. God actually came to him, spoke to him, and guess what Moses did? You would think Moses, the great leader of, of, of God's people, would say, yea, Lord, whatever you say, I will do. I will follow you. You and I will be as one. This is a great day. You think he would say, you think he would say something like that. Do you know what he said? Bible scholars, he has Five excuses why he can't go. Five of them. We're going to look at these. This is kind of like the meat of the, of the message. And let's see how many of these are uh, applied to you all, okay? Let's look at Let's look at the, okay. His first excuse is, who am I? I'm just an insignificant shepherd on the backside of the mountain. I've been there for 40 years. I, I'm not able. I'm not qualified to do this. I'm a nobody. What did God say? It's not about you. It's about me and what I want to do, okay? He says, I'll be with you. It's not about you, right? That was Moses' excuse. Okay, let's look at number, excuse number two. Who shall I say sent me? He's saying, I, I don't, I don't have no knowledge of you. I'm not a Bible scholar. I haven't been to seminary school. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to present you to the people of Israel. Isn't that sometimes what we say? I don't know that much about the Bible. 
I don't know how to answer the questions that come up, right, uh, Norma? You didn't know, you didn't have all the answers. But you know what was in your heart to speak. We got a good praise and worship leader, got a good pastor, the best pastor in the whole world, right? Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, okay. And, and, and you know what the Lord has done in your heart, and you can share that with somebody. And so, who shall I say sent me the God that talked to me and showed me and gave me a testimony? His third reason was, they won't believe me. It won't work. Don't you think that way sometimes? I'm going to plant a seed, but I don't know if the people are going to receive it. I don't know if it's, it's going to... It's a miracle how you can say things, and then all of a sudden God comes and touches the person, and it does, he, he does more than you could in your own strength. And it's not about how good you are. You know, we're taking uh, this master's course. I am taking it at Life Pacific. And I talk to some of my fellow students, and they go, we don't know how we're doing it. It's like we get to the question, and we don't have an answer, and we just sit down on the computer, and all of a sudden, God supernaturally gives us the words to say, and we just start typing it up, and all of a sudden, we've got an essay. How did that work? Is that, is that the way it worked with you, Kelsey, where you just sit down and God supernaturally comes? <laughs> By faith, okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Look for him to come upon you, praise the Lord. His fourth excuse, guess what? I can't speak that well. It's not my gift. You ever have that? You ever feel that way? I, I don't know what to say. God said, I made your mouth. Don't I know how to make you say the things that you're supposed to say? Jesus told his disciples, don't worry about what you have to say when you come to the courts. I will give you something to say. I will put words in your mouth. And then you learn as you go, you know? Sometimes you make a mistake, but you go, oh, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm not going to say this anymore. I'm going to say that. And you'll find out there's certain, like, trigger things that you can say, and boom, 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 it's like a chess match. All of a sudden, three moves, and you got him in checkmate. So look for God to use you, even though you say, it's not my gift. How about this last one? And this one, the one that really cracks me up. After all these excuses, and God gives them an answer for them all, <laughs> Moses says this. He says, can you send somebody else? I, I, I just really don't want to do it. Can you imagine talking to God like that? I know none of you guys ever here have ever said that. I want you to forgive somebody. No, I don't really want to do that. But if I was God, you know what I'd say? You know what, Moses? Okay, I've had it with you. You know, I've gone over these excuses. You still don't want to go Forget about it. Don't go. I don't, I'll get somebody. Wouldn't you do that? God didn't say that. He said, I am still appointing you to do what you're supposed to do. And if he would have, you know, if God would have received these excuses, Moses wouldn't be the great person that he is today. So you don't know what great things you have on the inside of you that God wants to use. Don't make excuses. Don't use any of the excuses. What are they? Who am I? I'm not qualified. I don't have any knowledge. It won't work. It's not my gift. I just don't want to do it. Do any of you have those excuses? Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we want to be in a situation where we can be used by God. You know, it's like you've heard about America's got talent. God's got talent. It's in you. Praise the Lord. So when you're with somebody, after you started activating yourself and get a heart to want to help someone, God will prompt you. You'll, you'll just feel it. I, I need to give this to somebody. Remember, Marianne, was, we were, after we had passed out our five cards, we were done. But we couldn't stop. It's like, okay, well, let's give it to this person. Well, let's give it to that person. Because you like to see him smile and, have, and, and be blessed of the Lord. So, and you know what? Here, here's a little 
key. You don't have to go to the most beautiful person, the most popular person, the best looking person. Just go to someone that needs your help, that wants a touch from God, and you'll see him do that. So I am, my job is to equip you to go out and do the work of the ministry, right? So I'm pushing you a little bit, okay? Some people say, you're just too nice, Pastor. You don't, you don't press us. You don't push us. Well, I'm here to push you today, okay? <laughs> push you a little bit, okay? Get on that river raft. I mean, do that rock climbing. Go on that nature walk, okay? It won't hurt you, amen? It won't hurt you, praise the Lord. So this is like a story about the four Christians I know. I don't know if you guys ever heard of these guys. They're called Everybody, uh, Nobody, Anybody, and Somebody. You ever heard of those guys? Everybody was asked to do it, and everybody was sure somebody would surely do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody actually did it. So somebody got mad because it was everybody's responsibility. Anybody could have done it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up everybody blamed somebody else. Bottom line is you make all these excuses and say, well, somebody else will do it. And God's saying, I'm calling you to do it. Hallelujah. No matter what your talent, what your availability, what your power is, God says, I will fill you and I will do it. So in conclusion, you have to have a heart to reach out to somebody. You have to know that, you know what? There is a dying people that if they die not accepting the Lord, they're going to go to hell. Bottom line, and hell is a terrible place. If you ever read about it, there's, there's torment, there's fire that possesses you and you cry out day and night. Worms are eating at your skin and you say, if I could just get some kind of relief. And I've heard stories of people that were there for 40, 50 years crying out, haven't I suffered enough? Lord, let me out. No, you never get out for eternity. And are we so blind that we're going through life? We don't realize people are falling off and going into health into eternity. And we're just going about our business. Well, yeah, is my rent paid? Is this taken care of? And God's saying, will you start doing something that I need you to do? And I'll start taking care of the things that you need to, to have done. Amen? we got to wake up. we got to get our spiritual eyes awakened to know what's happening in, in this world. It's not all about this world. It's eternity that we're talking about. So if you don't know what to do or where to go, let's see that next slide. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this other slide is, what is Jesus doing? What is Jesus saying? Just go and talk to somebody. Find a woman at the well. Find someone that nobody wants. Everybody uh, Thinks, doesn't think highly of. Are there people that you know like that? People on the street that people have given up on? This is a Samaritan woman that no one would talk to. Men wouldn't talk to her. And she used to have to come out at noon in the heat of the day because none of the women would talk to her. Because they, the women used to talk to each other in, in the morning because it was cool. And they would, you know what they would talk about? Gossip and things like that. Did you see what so-and-so did? And can you believe that this is happening? And blah, blah, blah. I know, you, I know this is foreign to all of you guys. You know, you never heard of this kind of talk. But anyway, they were doing it even back then. <laughs> so God was reaching out. So if you don't know, next slide, if you don't know what to do, if you're confused and you don't know where to go or what to do, does this guy look confused? Where, what am I supposed to do in my life? What, where, what's my purpose? Well, Jesus is reaching out and going like this. Would you follow me? Let me show you, let me open the doors, the avenues that I have prepared for you, that you could walk in them. Isn't that nice? 
God had, I love this picture because he, Jesus is saying, like, are you coming? Are, are, you, are you willing? Are you ready? I'll help you. I'll hold your hand. I'll do anything you want. So the man says, I'll follow. And so the last slide shows, there's the road for you. Do you dare to walk it? Do you dare to take an adventure in faith and let God lead you, guide you, help you and direct you in all your ways? And if you do, you'll be blessed of God and God will bless you. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to worship you this way. We thank you, Lord God, that you're putting it in our heart by the message I spoke to reach out and touch, if nothing, just one person that you have put in our heart to reach. Because, Father, we need to open our spiritual eyes to see those that have needs that we can reach and touch them and make a difference in their life. So, Father, for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, amen. amen. Let me pray over you that, you that God would use you. How many of you would like to be used of God in this way? Amen? Let me see your hands. Praise God. Let me pray. Father, those hands that were raised and those hearts that were lifted up, I thank you that you use these people, Father for your glory, that your spirit would just empower them to do great and mighty works on your behalf. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your blessing in their lives. And we thank you, Lord, for the results of having those coming to the kingdom of God for your glory and for your purposes. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, amen, amen. amen. So I, I want to remind you to sign up for our pot bless on August 27th. Do you have an announcement? Just quick, I forgot to mention that to sign up for the pot bless, Rosie's going to be taking those sign-ups. And there's Rosie right there. You want to stand up, Rosie, for people don't don't know? I think everybody knows Rosie, but thank you. I just want to make sure I, I did that. Amen. So let's stand to our feet as I give you a blessing, and we have uh, refreshments outside. Father, I thank you that the Lord blesses us and keeps us. I thank you that your face shines upon us. Your face is ever before us. I thank you that you grant us with peace and rest all the days of our lives. We thank you for a peaceful week. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said? Amen. Amen.